Welcome to the Confessions of a Loveaholic podcast. Join me, your host, Emmy Hernandez, on a journey where we help women heal and find soulmate love to help rewire their brain and nervous system so healthy love is on the radar and it feels like home instead of heartbreak. Whether you've found your soulmate or your journey is just beginning, we'll explore the energy healing practices like meditation, yoga, and have straight talk about toxic addictions. You deserve safe love. What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your hungry dew will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to really nourish your hair, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target. Hey, mamacita, welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey, mama, y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izara. On this episode of the Mamas Con Ganas podcast, ay, 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 mamacita, we're talking about something very hot. It's really the Mamas Con Ganas podcast today. <laughs> we're talking about lust. Lust from the perspective of uh, self-help, self-development. Because we've been actually doing a series on the seven capital sins and how they relate to the world of self-development. And we got to number three, and it, my husband, he was the one who decided last week. There he goes, you go. next week, we're talking about sex. So Lust. here we are. So here we are. But we're, we're, we're looking at it as one of the carnals, cardinal sins. Cardinal sins. So From- I think today the, 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 um, I think the topic or, or the subject or actually the title would be uh, Mama con Meno Ganas. <laughs> <laughs> That would be appropriate for the topic of lust. Because, <laughs> okay, so basically how to eliminate the ganas that we're born with. Whatever. Kind of put the brakes on your ganas <laughs> in certain circumstances. How to rein in the ganas. Yeah, yeah. And hold use, back the ganas. Hold back the ganas and use it the ganas for something else, exactly. I guess. Well, I, that, that, it, you know, it's really funny that you say that, but a lot of... Um, and, and I wish I could pinpoint a, the exact person that said that, but the, the correlation between the abstinence and harnessing. No, that was that yes. was Napoleon that was, Hill. Exactly. Yeah, there's a so exactly. Yeah, let me let me let, let me fill Let's the get some context fill the mamacitas here. Yes. in here for a little bit. Please. And see if I can remember. But so I, there's a really, really, really famous self-help, self-help book. book. It's probably like the original. Yeah. It's called Think and Grow Rich, and it's by Napoleon Hill. And it basically talks about success and how to become wealthy and how to just and not no, not only from a material perspective, but from a have a have an abundant mindset. Yes, so, it's basically so. becoming think and grow rich, but becoming rich in every single way in your life. Yeah. And it's like a step by step manual on success. And one of the chapters, actually, you're right. It talks yeah. about 
using that lust, that desire that you know is forbidden inside you to harness it and use it to actually create something really good. Yeah. So it was so, really interesting that I chapter. Know, and, and that's yes. exactly what what came to mind. Uh, Jorna, who who Valentina collaborates with, had asked me, okay, well, you know, if lust is is lust only a bad thing? And and that's what So let's talk about the definition. The definition of lust is like unharnessed, illicit, and forbidden desire mm-hmm. of the flesh. We're talking about the flesh. We're talking about sex. Okay. Okay, so go ahead. So so I, I think the key component in that is the unharnessed. And and it's interesting because what do you put a harness on? Typically you would harness like a horse. A horse. So so it's this it's this idea that our animalistic instincts and on our passion has value. It just it needs to be reined in. It needs to be harnessed. So so that is the challenge is that if you have that if you let run if you let that desire run wild why is it that that has so many negative consequences? And in this day and age, even more so. Absolutely. Because there's so much sex being thrown at us from all, from everywhere, mm-hmm. from social media, from the movies. And it's interesting because I, even like cable television, like the type of content we see right now on cable television, yes. some of it is basically what was considered soft porn yep. before. Like actors never had to do these kind of scenes. I mean, if you go back to, and I loved Games of Thrones, so I'm guilty as charged here of watching it. <laughs> but some of those scenes from Games of Thrones, I was thinking there, I was like, whoa, this is like really like heavy. I don't have to use my imagination here at all. <laughs> and, and we were even just watching a show, a Netflix show, an older Netflix show, BOA. And all of a sudden there's, you know, fellatio basically being presented like completely gratuitously. Yeah, it was, it was gratuitous. It had nothing to do with anything. And of course it wakes you up. Yeah, and right? it's just like, okay, <laughs> I guess this is going on now. So it, it's really, it's really crept into our lives. I mean, if you really, if you think about it, especially with the internet and the accessibility of pornography, like back it up like 30 years, what did you have to do to see a porno movie? You had to go to some <laughs> very awkward place and with a very very awkward people, it was like almost a shameful experience. Now with the internet, it's like you're hiding behind. There's no shame. You just no pick shame. up your phone and you go to the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, kids are caught in school looking at porn during class. Which is so dangerous. So dangerous. It, it really is because, I mean... How how distracting can something be? I mean, what, what you know, what's more appealing, like long division or watching two people fornicating? Like, I mean, it, it you know, it, you can't you can't put that in competition with one another. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, this is funny, but it's true. Like, there's no teacher, even if they're teaching sex ed, they can't compete with that. No, it's it's and and the 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 challenge is is that the mind will always pull you to those to those images. It's like, and if you don't have that developed willpower as a child to be able to kind of harness that, it's 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 frightening. It's frightening. And not only that, but I think like the more that people watch it, like I've read articles, there's even been TED Talks about it, is that it can become a really fast addiction. And more and more people are becoming addicted to pornography and younger and younger. Right now, the average age of somebody looking at porn for the first time is 
from the age of eight years old to 11 years old. So like in our generation, again, it was very different. Maybe we found a dirty magazine in our parents, you know, in our parents' room or something, but that was like the, that extent. Was the extent of it. And maybe and an it wasn't some yeah. hardcore, extremely visual, um, very different live, you know, a video or, or something of that nature. It's, it's completely different. And it can become completely distracting. Like, because we're, you know, we're talking about lust, but we already had a conversation last week. It was all about, um, eliminating pride and about having pride just overrun every aspect of our lives where our relationships can be ruined by that. Mm -hmm. And the week before we were talking about envy and also about how envy can be this type of feeling that if you don't harness again, if you don't harness um, envy, then it could also destroy you because you're incapable of seeing how you yourself can do things that you can go after things that you desire by only looking down upon those people who already have it. Mm. And, and it, it's interesting because, you know, you see how these cardinal sins intertwine with one another. And envy and lust, they have that, the, 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 big, um, the big FOMO component to them, like going after the forbidden or going, going after something that's not yours. So, so the way those two sins somewhat intertwine is that you you want to take for yourself. Like lust is the idea of, from a carnal perspective, getting involved with another person, but for your enjoyment alone. And and that's the challenge with pornography. It's because that act that what you're seeking for is for your enjoyment alone. It's not for your contribution to to an event between two people. It's just for your self-satisfaction in that moment. Um, And that's that's how those two things components intertwine and the, the pride really also um, dovetail into that because in in that in that pride it's it's that sense of deserving like the world is your oyster right and the world is your oyster would be the, the you know from a from a selfish perspective so to speak would be how can i pick and choose the women of my life in order for them to best serve me yeah, it's basically and I was reading it because like from a man's perspective, and I know we we're we not talking about like, you know, religion or any spirituality, but from a from that perspective, it's basically like lust. What it does is it places the person, just like you said, it makes that person an object. So it objectifies the other person so that it's only for your pleasure. Yeah, it, it, it so it's becomes, like a selfish type of a thing. It's it's a um, self-serving act. Mm hmm. Instead of something that, and at the end of the day, I mean, this is my opinion, obviously. So I grew up in a, going to Catholic school for most of my life. I went to public schools as well, but for like the way that I was taught was that sex was something sacred, that um, sex wasn't negative. I mean, I know that a lot of people have had this uh, religious sort of, they've been told by religion and upbringing that sex is bad. I was never told that sex was bad. I was always told that sex was sacred. Sure. And that sex was really good when shared within the confines of a, you know, of holy, ma- holy matrimony, yeah. the way that they painted it for me. But basically that it was something special, that it's not something that you just give away to everybody that comes along. Mm-hmm. And I would, I have to say that, you know, think in my, in my, in my life, I'm, I've always said, thank God for this, because I think that we're very animalistic. We're born naturally. 
with a lot of desire and a lot of lust. For sure. And I feel like I've always been connected to my sexuality. And I feel like if I hadn't been sort of reined in, reined in or sort of guided as to like the good part about sexuality, I think I could have also fallen into the trap of using sex just for as my own pleasure for my own pleasure, but also as a, as a distraction. And, and cause I feel like a lot of people use sex as sort of like a drug mm. or like a food. So I know we're going to talk about gluttony soon. Good. And gluttony is like that, that overeating and over drinking or overconsumption of something. And I think sex falls right into that category, that category of, I want more, I want more, I want more. And the more you have it, the more you want it. And the more you just sort of open the floodgates, it can get out of control super, super quickly. And 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 the challenge with that is that you, if you're never kind of uh, deepening into one relationship and one sexual experience and really having the thorough appreciation of what that's all about, you're always having these fleeting sexual experiences. And, and you're always either looking for something in a partner that you saw or you're comparing to another partner or uh, you're, if that person's not molding to your expectations, then swipe left. And, and that, I think, is a very destructive behavior because, first off, you're really only focusing on that, that element of the quote-unquote chemistry that you have with someone, which is, you know, which I think can, is, is Which is awesome. <laughs> let's not get it wrong. Yeah. The chemistry is awesome. Well, let, let's, let's be <laughs> honest. <laughs> no, but let's be, let's be real. Let's be real. Like in, in our relationship at the beginning, we okay. thought we were having, we thought we were sexually yeah, incompatible, incompatible, literally, and, and, which makes us laugh now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, but look, let's, let's kind of dial it in. You know, when, when, when I met Valentina, um, I was in my late twenties. I had never, ever been with someone that had children before. And that was not even something like in, that wasn't even a possibility for me. Like that was so far removed from, from something that I would think of. And then, you know, I'm introduced to Valentina. I had not known, uh, that she had a little, uh, one and a half year old at the time, Lucci. And I was know, in the midst of a divorce, yeah, a very I, long drawn out divorce, you know, and we just started dating and we, we really have a lot in common and we have a good conversation. We had that. a lot of chemistry, a lot of connection. Yeah. But man, when it came to the bedroom, like from my perspective, everything would just create this big barrier. And it's like, what are you doing here? There's no future. Why are you getting involved with someone that has a child? You're going to have to be responsible for that. Uh, how do you want to do that? It's, it's just, it's just, it was overwhelming and so much so that it was, it was interfering, interfering yeah. with our, our sex life. And interestingly enough, on my side, I was coming off of a relationship that had been like pretty much destroyed by the sin of lust. Mm -hmm. I would say I'm going to be open. Like um, I found out that my ex was cheating and I was left, you know, not just, not just cheating, but like it was, extreme the you know the amount of um infidelity infidelity and that left me feeling completely completely insecure mm. particularly with my own sexuality so i had always been confident in my sexuality although yeah. in reality i had been a virgin when i first met him so it's not like i had this wealth of experience with people <laughs> but i was always comfortable in in that you yeah, know you were good with that i was good with it and yeah. i was i was fine and and, and and then when that happened, you know, as a woman, it's like, I'm not enough. 
Mm-hmm. I am not beautiful enough. What's wrong with me? Um, my insecurities. I mean, I'm not lying when I said I felt like the most unattractive person in the world. Like I felt so sexually undesired. And as a woman, I feel like that's super. And I think we've even been we've even been conditioned to think that it's important to be sexually desired. Mm. So I was completely destroyed. So when we come together, we have all these things hang in our ups. head and these hang ups that, you know, we had to work on. Yeah. And I think, thank God that we didn't break up or else we wouldn't have this beautiful family that we exactly. have today. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? If we had that. We were so resolute. We were like, no, this is a great person. This is like, why are we, why are we putting these barriers in place? Like, you know, we're, we're attracted to one another. It's just that we had all these, these hangups, but, but, but that all that to say, when you take sex seriously, I think that at the end of the day, those hangups were a healthy thing because had we not, not kind of delved into the seriousness of what we were getting into, maybe we would have dated, had a bit of sex, this, that, and the other. And then, you know, we're off on our separate ways. Whereas because of the fact that we're like, man, this is like a really, really nice person. And this is not. Yeah. Why is it, why is it this jiving? working? So, so, you know, that, that's, that's the good in recognizing lust to be a a, a challenging aspect of, of adult life. Yeah. And we had a lot of conversations like in order for me to actually marry him. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I mean, I think this was probably the the conversation we had the most often. It's like, I wanted to make sure that the next person I was going to, like, if I was going to get married, I didn't need to get married. I was like, no, actually, I don't want to get married again. I was so scared, right? But if I'm going to do this again, I better make sure that at least we align because I thought I aligned, you know, with with our, with my, I guess my sexual goals with my ex, but we were completely polar opposite. Hashtag sex goals. Hashtag sex goals. <laughs> this <Sexual> time around. <laughs> How are we doing on our sex goals now? <laughs> this time around, I was like, okay, I better make sure that our sex goals are aligned. <laughs> it's an important part of the relationship. Yeah, yeah I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, mamacita, hold that thought. Now, a word from our sponsor. Here's an inspired idea. What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? I've been using clean, simple, kitchen-crafted recipes from hair food and have seen amazing results. Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your hungry dew will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Oh, and did I mention the scents? Everything from coconut milk and chai spice to refreshing tea tree and lavender water. They're all so different and they all smell so good. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to nourish your hair, really nourish it, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target. So we had a lot of conversations about this topic, about what we felt about the subject, about what it meant for each of us. Because listen, I'm not here to judge anybody's sexual preference, sexual life, sexual whatever. 
lifestyle. Lifestyle. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I know there's people in a lot of different types of relationships, but I think you need to know what it's resonates for you. Yeah. And what aligns with your internal with value, your yeah, with your values that you've created and your spirit. Yep. And I and I truly wanted a monogamous relationship. Um, but I also wanted a really hot relationship. Spicy. Hence, Sex goals. Cargo. <laughs> what were you gonna say so so kind of dialing back the idea of lust and let's kind of look at that from that possibility perspective which is what we've been doing as opposed to looking at lust from the right and wrong perspective what are the challenges about uh what are those challenges associated with having a way of being that puts the the sexuality on a pedestal. What would so let's let's so go sex, for it. sex unharnessed. Yeah. What would okay. be the challenges? I think my biggest challenge, if I was to just let the floodgates open, <laughs> it would be complete distraction. Mm-hmm. I feel Good. like wow. it would be something that I'd be thinking about constantly, yeah. and I wouldn't be able to concentrate on a lot of my other things. Wow. That's it, it, it's interesting because it, it is about the concept of alignment, aligning yourself with are you aligned with God or you like, you know, we'll say God, the universe, um, you know, spirit, uh, you know, that flow state. Are, are you aligned with what you're here on this planet as a human being? For whatever reason, you were born a human being could have born a cat. You could have been born a dog. You could have been born you know, a plant, but you're born with all the powers that are given to you as a human being. So what does that mean for you? What are you going to do with that? And if if you step into the space of what is this world going to do for me, and then you die, then then that was your contribution. Like you were born a human being simply for your ability to take from this planet as opposed to your ability to contribute. I want to know from your perspective, if you were to let sex or lust take over, what would be the most, I think, yeah, what would be the consequence for you? That's a great, well, I mean, I think distraction was a, yeah, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head with that one because it it is so true. It, It could be so I mean, that's what's that's what shocked me the most about hearing about a child in the middle of school looking at pornography. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that is extremely distracting and extremely luring. It's like the sirens call. And that's why there's been so many, you know, metaphors about that, because it's so appealing. Um, In addition to that, I think that if you feed those thoughts and act and act upon them, you end up breaking down productive relationships around you. Meaning you could have had great friendships that ended up, if you, if you looked at them only from the perspective of sexuality, you end up, you can end up ruining those relationships. You can end up ruining, you know, your marriage, obviously, but even a working environment. I mean, once you've introduced that into the workplace, it's, it's, it's not a healthy thing. You've just, you've just created a monster, you know, you don't, you don't. They say you don't poop where you eat and sex and, is like that. Well, that's what, 
the concept is. I mean, you don't create those inappropriate relationships in an in an environment of productivity. You're here to offer something to the world. You're not here to distract yourself with what's best for you. I, you know, it's something just came up to me, like came to me. I think that the world tries to really downplay the importance of sex. Yep. So much so that we're almost convinced that it doesn't matter at all. That it's something like eating an apple. Yeah. So I can eat this apple and then I can eat it. But like you're saying, if you if you let that sort of go into every single aspect, it really all the types of relationships that you have and you start having sex with this person and that person and that person, you start realizing that there's a lot of trouble that kind of follows yeah. you with that. And that sort of shows you that actually it's actually really important that sexuality is a gift. And we sort of go back to that. Wow. Something that we think is so unimportant and it, that it is special and that it is made for us to enjoy because there's a, the good side of lust is like, we're supposed to desire each other, be passionate for each other, mm -hmm. particularly if you're in a, a relationship, like a serious relationship, it's good to keep, to keep the excitement and the juicy and the, you know, I love when he desires me and he loves it when I desire him. Sex it's like, goals. what? Sex goals. Sex goals. <laughs> Back to sex goals. <laughs> but yeah, but, but that's, so that's the good side. But on the flip side, if you, if you make it seem as if it's not important, I think the more you make it seem like it's not important, the more it's a snowball that gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then by the time you know it, it has ruined your entire life. And I've seen this over and over with people that don't harness that, that lust is that it ends up literally, you know, it's like they take the rug from underneath them and they don't even know why their whole life is turned upside down. Mm -hmm. And it's just that inability to keep their thing in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Or that thing out of their pants. <laughs> or someone else's thing in their own pants. <laughs> There's a lot of things in pants and skirts as well. But anyways, the, the interesting thing is, is this doesn't only apply to people that are in monogamous relationships. And, and what I mean by that is single people as well. I mean, you could be single and you could choose to be single. But if you, if you, if you still don't rely on those principles of, okay, I'm just going to sleep with whoever I want, whenever I want, however I want, then you still become trapped, even though you're not necessarily in a monogamous relationship, because you've raw, you sometimes robbed yourself of a great friendship or robbed yourself of a great work experience or robbed yourself of growth in a specific work environment because you chose to behave in that way that was very self-serving. You had to be the papi chulo. You had to. Yeah. The Don Juan. <laughs> Another thing about, about lust is that sort of like food, people who want to fill their emotions or fill their, their, they have this sense of emptiness that's inside of them that they want to fill mm. with either food or drinks and they think, or, or, or sex. A lot of people use sex, I think, to fill that thing that they can't seem to fill for themselves. That sense of wholeness mm. that we all desire in life, because I feel like that's every single human being that I've ever met has this sense of wanting to feel complete. Mm -hmm. And I think that the only thing that can complete you is not in the realm of the world. It's in the realm of the spirit. That's well said. That that's well said, and and, and I, yeah, without getting religious or anything. No, you know? it's, it's not about. It, this is not about religion. 
Um, it, it's a very broad concept. I mean, if you want to call it God, you know, spirituality, whatever have you. But but as men and women, we're always in this dualistic component of being the human being, this this creative entity um, that is a part of this world, uh, a unit, uh, an, a part of the ensemble of the world, and this creative force versus the animal human sapiens that is here to to create their own little fiefdom feed themselves procreate and die that there's and we we live in we we are both at the same time but we're consistently having to make choices in one direction or another and and the interesting thing is is that when you step into that realm of abundance and that connectivity that's when you're stepping into that spirit world where you don't have to hang on to every little thing, every little person for your own self-pleasure. Whereas when you step in the other side of the equation, you're left feeling lonely because you, there will never be enough. And, and in this day and age where you have a device where you push a couple of buttons and get a pizza, I mean, there's, there's the abundance the the abundance element of it is always present and the scarcity element likewise is always present so you're constantly having to make that choice to step into that connectivity step into alignment step being one with god those and 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 those behaviors of being one with god is is just looking at things from that bigger perspective but bigger perspective as a creator Looking, uh, looking yeah. at yourself as a creator, a designer of your own life. Absolutely. And I will say that all of the seven sins, I think they play. We fall into the weakness of, you know, of their Scarcity. trap because we fall into the weakness of their trap because they actually are like the places that they can go inside ourselves where we don't feel satisfied within. Yeah. So we want to satiate ourselves with sex or satiate ourselves with, with obtaining other objects and more and more and more, you know, we're like, like you're saying, like nothing's ever enough. I want to eat another chocolate cake. I want to have another drink. I want to sleep with another person. Like all of these things. It's, it's all those places within ourselves where we feel insecure and where we feel a little bit empty. But and and the funny thing is is sometimes it's it's weird. It's really weird. Because the fuel is sometimes the same fuel. It's like passion, passion. But the car is totally different or the destination is totally different. Like someone could be extremely passionate and building and 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 doing all these amazing things but but in in his home is in his own heart his intentions are like wow there's going to be families that are going to be living here and I want to create something wonderful for them and I want to create an experience for them and or this is I mean it, we're not all talking about being mother teresa and no. you know we're we're uh, even from myself I'm taking care of patients and it's and it's wonderful and I'm remunerated for it and I'm and, and it brings me so much joy but and and that's passion i'm very passionate i'm very engaged with that the same passion could lead me to just using that to acquire a bunch of material possessions to give me that sense of grandeur or or a certain quote-unquote sense of uh, feeding my ego and the 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 feeling is almost the same that's what's so crazy it's like you that's where you got to be so um self-aware i will say adding in here right real quick there's an episode that i did on the power of intention Uh 
And I think this is what you're talking about. Yes, exactly. It's what like I'm depending about. on the intention that you have, it's like the feeling inside might feel this like yes. it's almost the same, but really it's the difference between night and day. Yep. And it can make all the difference. And it can also be the difference with whether at the end of the day, you feel content with your life. Because I feel we need a combination of like drive and pursuing yeah. and the goals and the go-getting and blah, blah, blah. We also need the sense of gratitude and a sense of contentment within. Because if we never feel content, then we feel like even more empty because yeah. we're just feeling like we're going for all these empty goals that never bring us any sense yeah. of satisfaction whatsoever. That, you know what? It's so well said. Even though the fuel may be the same, the size of your tank might be different in that in certain instances, it only, it only, it only watches speaking of, uh, I love, he loves, he loves it. I love analogies. <laughs> no, no, but in a Wait, sense, no, no, that, keep on going, keep on going. Okay. So the car might be the same, but the size of the tanks might be different. Exactly. In-, in that, if you're, if you need so much passion, so much, I mean, if you, if, if, if the your intentions make it such that you need so much drive to get you to keep going, then it, it almost becomes overwhelming and exhausting and it leads you to, to burning out. But when your intentions are aligned, your tank shrinks because it doesn't take you much to feel that sense of fulfillment because you know in your heart that you're doing the right thing. You know in your heart that your 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 contribution is so much bigger than and so much more beyond yourself that you you don't burn out you don't flame out because you're not just doing it for yourself you're doing it for the greater good and however much you can do at that moment is enough you always feel like you're enough because you're aligned i like that I like sometimes that. i say some interesting sometimes stuff. you say some interesting it's stuff Carico. i don't know how we got out of the conversation of sex sex was being was so much fun and all of a sudden you talk about tanks cars and, and cars tanks. and <laughs> bigger tanks <laughs> no but i love it i love it so true um Got to go before behind the scenes. You were telling me about the picaflor mentality. What's that? The picaflor mentality. The picaflor mentality. <laughs> well, I mean, in, you see how Latino he's becoming, I'm this so man. Latino. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from Canada. Um, <laughs> this idea, it, and it's interesting because it's very predominant in Latin culture, in Italian culture. I mm. think it's a, it must be a European thing. Uh, because you don't really look at like Scandinavian countries and be like, oh yeah, those Vikings, they're <laughs> those big Don Juans, you know, it, it's, it's a very it's Latin, a Spanish quote, Italian hot blooded deal uh-huh. where you want to, you know, having more women and, and sp- sowing your seed and so on and so forth is like such a fulfilling way of being. Um, and I think that that, that ends up, it ends up playing against a lot of people in the, in the in the Latin culture, like in in Italians, like I mean, you you grow up, you're this teen. You might have your little girlfriend, and you're happy with her, and you hold her hand. And next thing you know, your cousin's like, ah, you know, when are you gonna get out there and go, you know, fool around? And you gotta expand. You gotta. See- and you're like, okay, well, maybe my girlfriend's not enough. Maybe I've got it. You know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing out on all these experiences. And it's like right then and there, you're totally like being led in the, in a direction that's not necessarily going to serve you. No matter how many girlfriends you have, no matter how many 
dates you go on, no matter how many flings you have, it's like, it all comes back to that little feeling you had with your little girlfriend, just holding her hand and, you know, wanting to talk to her until three o'clock in the morning and just being like super into that one person. Oh, I just fell in love all over. (laughs) (laughs) But right. Isn't it like, there's something so beautiful about that. And you're like, and then, and then the world comes and like, nah, this is reality. You gotta go see some tits. You gotta go, you know, it's it's like, oh, okay. I guess I'm like wrong. Yeah. Because the world that, it tries to sell you this thing like that. It's not enough just to be in a relationship. Yeah. It's not enough. There's always something more exciting and there's always something that's like the FOMO mentality. It's exactly that FOMO thing you were talking about. Fear of missing out. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Yeah. So all this to say, you know, lust, just like every other cardinal sin, is this is this living in a framework or stepping into a way of of looking at life that never never fills you up. It's like it's like a recipe to anti-fulfillment. Because you're always looking for more and you're never going to find it. And I guess that's what we're talking about, why we are discussing it here in the Mamas Con Ganas podcast, because we're, we talk about purpose and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, that's basically the core of self-development is finding, finding your purpose, finding your fulfillment, like true fulfillment, not this fulfillment that's external yeah. where you're pretending to be happy or pretending to be fulfilled. It's something way more personal that only you know if you have it when you're alone with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like, it's literally broken down into like, what moments are you creating on a day-to-day basis that are reinforcing the person that you want to be or don't want to be? Like, what, what, what are you, how are you showing up with other people in order to be of value and of service to them? Like in any interaction, like, you're at the grocery store, you're, you're waiting in line, you have a quick conversation, you offer a piece of advice. Like those are all, all those things count. It's not just because you are like some big shop president or CEO of a company that that only in those meetings, that's important. But that time that you, you know, you're helping a little, a lady find her some keys or something like that, that's not important. No, every single one of those interactions are part of you. I will say, I know I'm, I'm kind of deviating to one last thing that I want to discuss. And it's you mentioned also behind the scenes that you wanted to talk about because he's reading a book right now on discipline. And he was saying you were saying like discipline ties in into all these cardinal sins. Yes. So discipline, how it relates so, to lust, for so example. The, so the, the book that I'm reading by a really very admirable Uh, author Jocko Wilnick he also has a podcast um, is discipline equals freedom a field manual and this is the the that's such a a crazy uh, crazy title discipline equals freedom because I think most of us when we think of discipline we think of like chains like yeah yeah it's it's and it's so interesting so first of all this you look at the book you know, and, and Jocko, and it's like the least mama conganas type of person you can imagine. (laughs) Like this super straight edge American Navy SEAL guy. That's like no business, like no, no, no messing around, but the principles are so powerful. And, and, and the concept is that the discipline equals freedom is, is so powerful because once you are able to rein in your willpower, 
and understand that your mind is being torn in different directions, but you can choose out of your own will to, to stay the course, to stand the line, to hold the line. He, he'll so often say to set a standard and stand by it. That's when you have true freedom because you are, you are designing the life that you want and you're standing by those standards. And even though there might be other exterior things, exterior things that pull you in one direction or another, you don't waver. That's, that's the freedom element of it. It's your ability to do what you want because you have the will to do it. Not because you're pulled in that direction from an egotistical perspective. Very cool. So Mamacita, we want to know what you thought of this episode. What do you think about lust? We want to know your sex goals. <laughs> we want to know your sex goals. <laughs> no, well, you thought about the conversation. Yeah. I know that we could keep on talking about this for like a very long time, but we want to know what your thoughts are. And also like now, what, what, what do you, what do your, I mean, what are your expectations or what conversations would you have with your brother, sister, um, with your husband about this very topic? Open it up. Play yeah, with it. I think the hardest thing about lust is how much shame it brings. This topic is so tied to shame. And I think that's why as a society, we suffer from it so much because it's so shameful. You know, the act of the act of deviating from what the right or, you know, the quote unquote right thing is so shameful that people really stay away and they shy away from even talking yeah. about the subject. It's worth stepping into. So it's worth stepping into Get in there. Go to mamasconganas.com forward slash 87 and write your comments down and we'll see you next week. Next week. What are we going to discuss? Are we going with gluttony? Gluttony. We're discussing gluttony. Let's go. Let's see you gluttony. then. Bye. It's Valentina. Espero te gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it, or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote. Don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos. What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your hungry dew will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to really nourish your hair, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target.